It's Christmas time, and everybody knows what that means. Santa's coming to town, and so is Krampus. Hopefully you've been a good person this year. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true Christmas horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Just before we jump into this video guys, I just wanted to take a quick reminder to let you guys know about Chilling and that I'm a part of the Chilling family. I want to make sure you take advantage of the free trial if you haven't yet. Chilling is the new home of horror and an amazing mobile app that allows you to do things that are just not possible on YouTube. With hundreds of amazing stories that are sorted into curated playlists or playlists you can make on your own, we give you so much flexibility to listen the way you want. This includes the Chilling exclusive feature, the ambient sound menu. You can change the background noise to the story to fit your mood as you please. Of course, this is offered completely and totally ad-free. That's right, no ads, just hours and hours of uninterrupted, horrifying, creepy, and all-around spooky content. And the best thing is, we're adding hours and hours of new content every single week. I couldn't be more excited to have this opportunity to be a part of this journey, so I hope you join us. Be sure to start your free trial today. It's only $2.99 per month after that. We have added new narrators, and we have even more coming soon. We have also added classic novels, vintage horror radio, and true crime. We have over 500 stories and hundreds of hours of content being added all the time from monsters, gore, paranormal, thrillers, true stories, and more. You have the ability to minimize and darken the screen. There is also a new sleep timer, the ability to control both narration and ambience independently. And you also now have the ability to see what stories you've also listened to and recent story section. Oh, one last thing. We are also giving away a PS5 console disc version. This will come with four popular games and an extra PS5 wireless controller and one year of PlayStation Plus. You can find out more details about this giveaway by clicking the link in the description. I have always been a massive fan of the horror genre. I avidly listen to ghost stories year-round, but until I moved into this spooky house, I have never had anything paranormal happen to me. I wasn't a believer, and I always assumed I wasn't a sensitive person which may have been true until I had a body and life-altering experience. Something I won't get into here, but I always believed this changed and helped me become more sensitive, because that's when things started happening. From the first week I moved into this house, strange and scary things happened. I never had nightmares before. On the contrary, my dreams have always been surprisingly pleasant. That is until a few days of being in this house. A bit of context. I previously described the place as the third house on a dead-end road. The road in front of the house had a wide-off section into a dirt road that went to the right, and then there was a paved road that went to the left. If you went up this driveway, the house would be to your left, with a large yard in between the driveway and the house. To your right is a vast, detached garage the kind that you could fit a semi-truck in. Getting back to the story, I believe it was the third day I was at the house. My roommate had a large basement room, and my room was upstairs. I'm upstairs in my room sleeping, and I have this dream 
Well, it's more like a nightmare. I'm not actually in the action itself. It's more like I'm watching a movie. In front of me was this oversized, detached garage. And in it is some sort of thing, like a witch or a ghoul of some kind. It had tattered black clothes hanging off of it, a large brimmed dark hat, and it was floating slowly past the front of the garage, with the tips of its toes dragging on the gravel. I don't know how scary that sounds to some people, but besides the image, it was the feeling that I got from this ghoul-like creature that terrified me the most. I felt like there was no hope in the world, and the only thing I could do was lay down and die. Like any average person, I have had my struggles with depression at one point or another, but I never felt this kind of despair. When it got to about the center of the garage, it stopped, and with lightning speed, snapped its head up and looked right at me. I wasn't there in the dream per se, but I felt like this thing knew I was watching. Its face, twisted and distorted, its smile was horrifying. It looked at me with this look in its dark eyes as if it were happy to have a new plaything. That's the moment I woke up screaming. My roommate was lucky to be such a heavy sleeper. I've never had a nightmare like that, let alone one that I woke up screaming to. That was the first nightmare of many more disturbing dreams to come, though. When my dreams didn't have me questioning my sanity, all the noises and things I would see had me challenging myself. There was what I believed to be a residual haunting in the hallway. I always heard someone rushing down the hallway. Three times, my roommate stood in the doorway, talking to me, when I would barely see a tall person step behind him as if they were walking behind him to get into one of the other bedrooms. Each time, I looked at him and said, Who was that? And he would look at me like I was crazy. Then he would search the house and find absolutely nothing. One night, when I was half asleep, I stepped out of my room and flipped on the hallway light to see a few feet down the hallway to the bathroom. There are two switches at each end of the hallway. They are old controls that clack loud when you flip them off and on. When I'm half asleep, I'm the kind of person who hangs their head and can barely keep their eyes open. Seconds after I flip the switch and walk down the hallway, the lights start flashing on and off in the hallway. Just a steady clack, clack, clack. Just off, then on, then off, then on. I assumed being half asleep it was my roommate messing around, so I continued to the bathroom with my head hung and eyes barely open not bothering to look up and said, hilarious Mike, go to bed. I went into the bathroom, shut the door, and sat down to pee. Then I started to wake up a bit and realize I didn't hear my roommate giggle the way he did when he would mess with me, nor did I hear him say anything or even walk away. I just heard silence. The light stopped clacking the moment I shut the bathroom door. After I washed my hands a few moments later, I stepped into the living room to look around. No roommate just silence. Mind you, and this is an old house that's not well insulated, you can hear every slight creak. I asked him the next day, but he denied it. I believed him because usually he liked to laugh about it later, and then he would tease me about it. Another notable thing is that the bedroom I had used to be his grandmother's bedroom. I had never met his grandmother or even seen a picture of her, so this ghoul-like creature, or maybe an army of these creatures, started to taunt me at night. 
Every time I would be about to fall asleep, there'd be loud bangs on the wall that would wake me up, or something would be thrown across my room like a shoe. This creature or creatures were trying to break me by keeping me up for days. I really felt as if I was going to lose my mind. My roommate was not a sensitive person and for some reason did not believe me. I'm not the kind of person who makes up stories, so I assumed he didn't want to believe me because he was scared as well. One night, before I was about to break down in tears from not sleeping because of the noise and the fear, I managed to fall asleep. For how long, I don't know, but I woke up sometime during the night to a scuffling sound. The sound you make when your feet are sliding across the carpet. The first thing I saw when I opened my eyes at the end of my bed was a silhouette of an old lady. The clearest features I could make out were the ends of her silk nightgown down to her slippers. The upper half of her body was kind of shadowed. Normally, if I woke up to someone standing at the end of my bed, I might freak out, but the feeling I got from her was warm. It was like she was talking to me in my head. I didn't hear a different voice, but somehow, I felt like she was saying to me, It's okay. I'm here. Just go to sleep now. And I felt this sensation I've never felt before. It was as if someone had taken an electric blanket and pulled it over me, very slowly, all the way up to my chin. Somehow, I felt warm and safe, and I did what she said, and I went to sleep. After that night, the noises and the banging didn't keep me up anymore. Although, strange things did still happen. I didn't care if my roommate would believe me or not. I told him the next day about how the entire week, whatever was in the house refused to let me sleep and was trying to make me go crazy. Luckily, he looked at me more concerned than like I was crazy. Then I described to him the old woman in my room, who I think saved me from the dark entity. I described her silk nightgown and her slippers and how she was short and hunched over slightly. My roommate looked at me with pure astonishment. Then I described how when I woke up, I heard her slippers sliding across a carpet. That's when his eyes almost fell out of his head. He said, you described my grandmother perfectly. She had trouble walking, so she always scuffled her feet across the carpet. Then he said she died in your room. That fact hit me like a ton of bricks. Small things started to make sense, like when I was in my room and my cat would be looking at a specific corner near my room. He would be purring and stretching his paw out as if someone were telling him what a good little mitten he was. The way he would be moving his head and reacting, it was as if there was someone there cooing over him. So thank you to my roommate's deceased grandma for helping me regain mental clarity and for being sweet to my little kitten prince. Now back onto a darker note. The last story I will share is on Christmas. Like I said, after the grandmother incident, things were just a little bit less stressful. I don't know what kind of spiritual power his grandmother was or had, but maybe there were possibly other good entities on the property, I'm not entirely sure, but the bad ones were angry that the grandmother had intervened for sure. They made it very clear on Christmas. Why Christmas, you ask? I honestly could not tell you. Maybe it's because of the joy of the season. The season that brings the kind of happiness people feel to be near their loved ones and receive gifts and eat food and all that good stuff. Christmas Eve is when things got bad. First, I was in the kitchen cleaning and cooking when the sink turned on by itself. I'm not the kind of person who thinks everything is a ghost or paranormal. 
I always try to debunk everything before I say I can't explain it. This old house had a very old well pump system. Whenever you turn the water on, you would hear a very distinct click and bump noise that could be heard anywhere in the house. While I was wiping off a counter, I heard that very distinct clicking and bumping noise when I thought to myself, where's their water running? I don't have anything in the washer and no one else is home. Within a few seconds, it took me to think that I heard the sink next to me turn on full blast all of a sudden. I'll admit, I stood there and stared dumbfounded. Then I definitely let out a few curse words. You get the idea. I slowly walked over to the sink and turned it off. When I asked my roommate how the sink could possibly turn on by itself, he didn't really have an answer. I said maybe I just didn't turn the handle off all the way and it was still building pressure. Maybe that pressure finally built up and released the valve, aka the handle. He said that was impossible. At least with the type of system that it was, it wouldn't be able to do that. There would never be enough pressure. I'm, I'm starting to think about other things as well. And then I finally let it sink in that this was probably a paranormal event. I've never seen an inanimate object animate itself the way that that thing did. I think the sink turning on was just a soft warning for what was to come. This dark entity knew the first time it scared the life out of me when it went into my dreams. So that's what it set out to do again. Christmas Eve, I had the most disturbing dream I have ever had in my life. And it still haunts me to think about because it seemed so real. To this day, I haven't told my roommate about it. For a little bit of context, my roommate has a history of depression. His mother took her own life and his father died from cancer a year after. I won't go too far into it, but he turned to hard drugs for quite some time. He's clean now and doing very well in life, but because of his past I have always been worried that when he gets depressed that he might try to take his own life, which is just one of the many reasons why I was afraid to ever mention this dream to him. Obviously telling him about it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come true, this, this is how much it stirs me to think about. In this dream I woke up in my bed in the morning, and for some reason the first thing I needed to do was speak to my roommate. When I was lying in bed, I could hear what sounded like a rope twisting back and forth. For some reason in my dream this didn't really make any sense and I wasn't suspicious about it at first. I got out of bed, walked down the hallway, through the kitchen and down into the basement. As I was descending the stairs, the sound of the rope got louder and louder until I turned a corner and there was my roommate, hanging from a rafter. The sound of the rope was so loud, I don't know why in the dream I never covered my ears. As I stared at his body slowly turning towards me, I won't go into too much detail but his face looked exactly like a face would if someone had hung themselves. Whatever this thing was, th this dark entity, it, it really wanted to destroy me mentally and emotionally. I think it tapped into my subconscious and it took all the worst things I have experienced or worried about and tried to turn them into nightmares to get back at me because I had almost escaped its grasp. I had a stepfather I was very close with who hung himself and my roommate is one of the last people that I've ever been very close with and he was having his own depression issues and I was worried about him. I think it tried to take these two things and twist them and warp them into a demented way to hurt me mentally because it couldn't get to me physically. I woke up from the dream in a cold sweat shaking and in tears. My first thought was what if this wasn't a dream and he really was down there hanging. As I got out of bed, I knew I didn't want to see it but I had to. 
I was shaking uncontrollably as I walked down the hallway. For some context, you can see the driveway area where we parked the cars behind the house through the kitchen window. So, as I walked down the hallway, I hoped so badly his car would be gone, which meant he would be over at his brother's house on Christmas Day. As I poked my head around the corner, I saw his car was gone and I felt an unbelievable amount of relief. That's when I texted him Merry Christmas just to be sure, and he replied with the same. We don't live in the house anymore, thankfully. His younger brother took over the house and started to remodel it, and I honestly found it kind of funny. The way that they laughed at my stories and called me crazy and said I wanted attention. Now his wife is so terrified to be in the house that she practically lives at her mother's house, all the while pretending as if there's nothing going on in the house. We were in the house very briefly before we moved when his brother started to remodel, and this is when my roommate started to believe me. We were in the basement sharing a large room, a week before we moved out and we thought his brother had left for the evening because it was about 10pm. My roommate and his brother had to work early in the morning. Before he had left, he was doing a demo in the bathroom with a sledgehammer to remodel. After we thought he had left, when the banging started, it sounded exactly as if he were still up there with a sledgehammer. Then we heard running loudly down the hallway. We both assumed he had just brought one of his kids with him. My roommate angrily went upstairs to tell him to go home for the night. He came back down looking shocked, seeing nobody up there. That's when I laughed and I said, Trust me, there's plenty up there. When I was eight or nine, I saw something weird on Christmas Eve. Many, many years ago but I still remember it like yesterday. I still believed in Santa Claus then, as many children do, and I had the usual anxiety and excitement for Santa to leave Christmas presents by the tree. After I went to bed, I had some trouble sleeping with holiday nerves and such. I had finally drifted off when I woke up to soft footsteps somewhere in my room. I automatically assumed it was Santa Claus, and I was scared to see him for fear that he might leave or his magic would fail. I barely opened one eye and saw this black figure standing over my bed, staring at me. It was tall, probably around six foot or so, and it was completely dark. It looked almost blacker than black in a way. I couldn't see any eyes, a mouth, or a nose on it, but I could see the outline of a head, arms, body, and legs. It looked like a big person, so thinking it was Santa... I just tried to close my eyes. It stayed in one spot for maybe 10 or 15 seconds, until it took a few steps closer to me. Then, it leaned in a little bit more. Still a few feet away from me, it probably stayed there for another 10 to 15 seconds. Even though I couldn't see a face, I knew it was looking right at me. You get that weird feeling when you know you're being stared at or watched. So I closed my eyes again and waited for a few moments. When I looked back, I think it was gone. I lived in an old house at the time, so the doors and floorboards were squeaky and loud. I heard the footsteps, but I never heard the door open. I never saw this figure again, though I have had some other spooky experiences in this house. I asked my mom if she had heard Santa when he came into my room last night, and she looked confused for a second. Then she played along and assumed I was playing. I know this wasn't a person and it was not a dream. 
I also know that spirits and entities are often attracted to lots of excitement and energy, so Christmas would be a perfect time for a ghost to pass through. This happened about four or five years ago, when I was around 15 years old. It was early Christmas morning, and my sister and her boyfriend had just come over. They were in the kitchen, socializing, drinking coffee or tea, maybe snacking on some stocking stuffers. Typical behavior for us to do before opening presents. Before I say exactly what happened to me, I think I should sort of describe the house's general layout so you can get an idea. When you first come in the front door, there is a short hallway going straight before, being met into the kitchen. If you continue through the kitchen in a straight line, you will walk into the dining room, and then, when you take a left, there's some stairs in the living room. Note, the dining room was mostly empty as we had the dining table inside the kitchen, so we set up the tree and presents in the dining room instead of the living room. Anyways... I was patiently waiting to start opening gifts, so I pulled up a chair next to the tree and sat there for a while with my back turned to the kitchen. While my family was behind me talking and stuff, I was just sitting there and suddenly I heard what can only be described as a demon or a devil voice whisper in my left ear. I described it as such because I don't know how else to describe it. I don't think it was the devil himself whispering in my ear, but it also sounded incredibly demonic if that gives you a better understanding of what it sounded like. Imagine what its voice sounded like if you've ever played video games, watched movies, or something like that where a devil or a demon character speaks. It was a typical, intense, bass voice with a hint of distortion or slight lisp. I don't know. It just sounded like gibberish to me. It lasted about three solid seconds. It gave me goosebumps at first, but only because I was startled. After that... It was directly in my ear as if I was listening to some ASMR. I almost started to giggle and swatted at my ear as I turned around and looked at my family. As I half turned around, they all stopped and looked at me, wondering what I was laughing at. I see all their expressions turn from smiling to questionable, and then to a straight face in a matter of seconds. They said that my whole face turned to pale white when I realized no one was behind me. I shuddered and asked who was behind me playing noises and they said that no one was. I thought of the possibility that it was just a joke or a prank, but I'm confident that it wasn't. The kitchen was about 15 feet behind me, and between the time the noise stopped and I turned around, there's no way someone could have run from me to the kitchen without being noticed. That sort of prank is highly random, and wouldn't have made any sense, at least not for anyone in my family. I know most jokes are based on luck and stuff like that, but it seems so out of the blue that even if someone could pull it off, why? I wasn't acting scared or paranoid about anything paranormal the past few days before then, so it would be extraordinary to think that. Another thing is that no one in my family plays many jokes in general, and if they are, it's mainly just verbal ones, not physical ones. Since I was a kid, I've been a firm believer in the paranormal, spirits, and afterlife. I don't follow any specific religion. I believe that there are good and evil spirits, and that there could be a devil or god, but I try to stay optimistic. My old house used to seem haunted and have strange things happen to everyone who lived there, sometimes unnecessary things. But this happened at our new house as well, and we've lived here since I was around 10. 
Nothing else like that has ever happened here. I have no idea what it could have been to this very day. Hey there, Swamp Dweller. I'm going to share a disturbing story I had experienced during Christmas of 2020. A little something about me. I'm a 14-year-old girl and I've always been shy, but my brother makes me scared, and I'm going to tell you why. Let's start the story. During Christmas of 2020, I opened my presents and my dad got me a brand new Samsung phone. I told dad that was too much and that my phone was fine. My dad said, okay, keep the new phone just in case. So I opened my mother's present, and it was a beautiful mint 1960s Raleigh bike in blue. I gave my mom a huge hug, but things took a turn when I opened my brother's gift. I noticed it was long brown hair. So I said, uh, thank you? My brother gave me this evil grin. That's when I realized it was my hair. Goosebumps ran down my spine. A few months later, I was now in high school. The first day, I met a guy who turned out to be my EA. His name was Joey. We went to the classes I was going to be in, math and gym. I walked into the math class and noticed my brother was in the class. He gave me an awful grin, so I looked down because I feared him. So I went to my desk and started doing my work. An hour or so went by, and it was lunchtime. So I was outside and ate my lunch. My EA was standing nearby and these teens walked up to me suddenly, and turned out it was my brother and his friends. Before I got the chance to say anything, my brother shoves me away, takes my iPhone 6. I watch him as he smashes it on the ground, bent the entire phone in half, and at that moment, I froze in fear. He walks up to me, picks me up, and throws me onto the ground. My EA ran over to me and breaks up the scene. They asked if I was alright but I just huddled in a corner crying. I got a new phone shortly after, and everything has been somewhat normal again. I know this story may be a bit mild compared to most, however, this situation has caused me much distress and fear. Thank you for reading. I'll give you any updates about my brother as they come. Now... Before I get into this story, you should know that I'm 22 years old, I'm a male, and I live in a large city in the Midwest. I drive for Lyft while putting myself through trade school. I drive for other similar companies as well, but that's beside the point. I have many horror stories from those as well, but I'll tell those another time. It was Christmas Eve 2020. I was out running a Lyft for a few hours before heading to my mom's house with my new baby and wife. Nothing special going on for the night, just the usual. I get a ride request. It was a pickup from this kind of lower income apartment complex. No big deal. I arrive and I find my passenger. He has all of his belongings, several boxes of stuff. Now my car is a 2006 Chevy Impala, so it's not that big. We get all of his stuff loaded up, barely, and are on our way. During the ride he's crying saying his girlfriend was cheating on him and he had walked in on them earlier that night. He couldn't stay there because her name was on the lease, so I was taking him to a hotel. Now, in my city, we have a street that is well known for having vices. Hookers, drugs, gangs, weapons, and shady motels. The works. We get to the motel and he asks me to wait for him to check in and get his key. No problem, man. 
I say. I'll confess, I break the rules a little when it comes to lift. I have a gun hidden in a concealed holster secured to the underside of my driver's seat for protection. Reason being, driving Lyft and other contract apps, I've had knives and guns pulled on me, as well as people having tried to fight me, rob me, and all kinds of other things. But like I said, another time. This motel was on that street I mentioned before. Homeless people were everywhere. There was a dude on the far corner of the complex that still had a needle in his arm, passed out against the building. And I'm a big fan of true crime and horror narration, so I'm on edge. He gets his key, and the whole motel is ground level. So to help the guy out, I drive to his door. As I mentioned before, he had a lot of stuff. So, I started to help him unload his stuff. While on my second trip getting his stuff, I saw a guy come out of a room just to the south of my car, followed by two ladies. They came up to the room I was next to, not my passenger. One of the ladies pounded on the door, then opened it. That's when I saw the guy raise a shotgun up out of his long coat and storm into the room. The two ladies followed him, slamming the door behind them. Following, I heard a lot of yelling and shouting. I was just waiting for shots to ring out. Out of nowhere, my passenger comes up behind me. I can take this man. Go ahead and take off. Have a Merry Christmas. And he gave me a cash tip. I didn't even notice he took the boxes out of my hands and slid a $5 bill in my pocket. I was honestly... Just frozen in fear for a moment. I knew what may have been going on in that room. I had to leave or at least get to where I could get my gun. I know the guy and both ladies saw me. And I knew, they knew, I saw the gun. I had to get out of there as quickly as possible. No witnesses mentality, you know? I got in my car and sped away quickly. I got a block away and called the cops. I gave them every detail. After I got off the phone with the police, I signed out of Lyft. I hadn't made much money anyway but I was done. I got a call later that night. The cops investigated. They never found the gunman or the woman. Nobody ever answered the door that they knocked on, and the occupants of the room they went into said nothing had ever happened. But whatever. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true horror stories from Christmas Day. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful to the swamp. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode, as I upload them nearly every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or another podcast platform, please be sure to give this episode a five-star rating over there as it helps us grow and it's very helpful. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but would like to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and just about everywhere else you find your favorites and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you would like to support the Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving us a five-star rating on podcast platforms, maybe check out the merch store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, and more. 
I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool swamp threats. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy episode.